Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Well, we've come to my favorite part of the Word Online service, the most important part of the Word Online service. The Bible says that the Word of God is spirit and is life when spoken to us. Today, I want you to believe that as our pastor comes here, she's going to speak words of life in whatever situation that is dead to you. I want you to get stand to your feet, put your hands together with Holy Ghost crazy noise and help me welcome our pastor, Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for another Sunday in your presence. I pray that the part of the word that is ours, the part that we need to have will come to us. I ask that your spirit will speak in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, this is the fourth and the last part of the series that we have been talking about. I hope you enjoyed the Pastors Film Star Group. And they were bringing to you a recap of last week coming out of obscurity. I've been sharing several... Um, things that help to bring us out of obscurity but since this is the last time i wanted the last um part i just want to recap small they've also recapped for you in a way but let, let us go back to the central scripture that we started with in matthew matthew chapter 5 i'm reading from verse 13 again you are the salt of the earth but if the salt has lost the savor wherewith shall it be salted it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men hallelujah now to be called salt or to be salt you must have it means you have an influence what does salt do nowadays when you have a sore throat you take antibiotics you go to a doctor they give you antibiotics but when i was a child they tell you to put salt in water and gargle it and you pour it away and spit it out and it will still work why because there is a, 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 a what should i call it a disinfectant part of salt if i can put it that way yeah and so the salt in this world it means that we are there to disinfect it means we are there to bring taste have you eaten food without salt before if there's no salt at all it's very very different from food that even has a little salt yeah and if the salt is too churchy it's as good as not being there too so you can be a christian in this world and your saltiness is so small that it's of no use yeah jesus was the one teaching us 
Hallelujah. And he likened us to salt. So a Christian who is a real Christian in the earth, you have an effect where you are. You do something. You bring something to the people who are around you. Then he goes on in verse 14 to say, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Hallelujah. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Then he goes on to say in verse 16, let your light so shine before men. So he doesn't expect that you are a Christian. You know, there are some people who say, oh, you know, it's personal. It's private. You know, what you believe is just private. I don't know what light is private. If you put the light on, it can be the light of your house, your private light. When you put it on, it will shine in front of your house and spill out onto another place. So you can't come with that. It is just that you are ashamed to declare what you believe. Yeah. That's why Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Because he knew that there are some people who will be ashamed. And it is shame. You don't want to share what you have. And you don't want to stand up for Jesus. And then you come and say something that sounds so nice and so holy. You know what I believe is it's private you know it's personal you know keep it keep it to yourself you know jesus did not bring us to keep anything to ourselves if he did we would be in heaven now because everything that we do including this preaching of the word is better in heaven the source of the word is in heaven what do we do on earth what do we do what's the service that we claim we are doing for god if we were up there we'll do better the only reason why we were left is to influence other people because that is what you will not do in heaven there is no unbeliever there yeah there's no unbeliever there amen? amen there's no other person in distress it is when you're on earth that somebody is in distress and your light is what will come and bring some direction are you here have you ever thought of it that without light there's no communication mm. when your lights are out what happens your phone dies all the phones are dead you can't call even if you wanted to so when there is no light there is no communication everything is dead when there is no light everything is light years behind it's backward so in in any place where there are christians who refuse to be light backwardness is what is there and when i say backwardness i'm not speaking about financial backwardness i'm speaking about human beings who can even behave like animals there are human beings who live in places what an animal will not do they do hey i don't want to enter I don't want to go deeper. Yeah. When you remove it, you remove the light, you remove the salt. That is why people are stumbling around and saying things. You know, just yesterday I was talking to somebody and I asked the person, okay, take your phone. When you open your phone, remove everything that has to do with God from it. Every human being you have contact with, I know you because of God. You know me because of God. So remove all. What are you left with? A few schoolmates who don't have your time a few family members who honestly you are about a problem you have some <laughs> you look at your contact list i mean your phone is ringing all the time texts are coming all the time just remove everything every influence of the lord from it and you will discover that you are an insignificant something nothing your phone will be there you will never charge it it's there perfect yeah you just let all the people you know because of jesus draw out you'll see that when you charge your phone on monday the 20th you will not charge it again till 
the next you charge it again the only part that will be going is the natural one yeah such is the influence such is the influence of god in our lives hallelujah like a place without light who goes there willingly who goes there willingly ecg goes off four hours you should hear us screaming when they lose their mind and they go off two days we insult them describe them we curse them we blacklist them we do everything over two days of darkness and that is how the world is without the children of god taking the place that they should take darkness total darkness amen that's why jesus came and jesus said something jesus himself when he came he came as a light to the world and in john 9 5 he says as long as i am in the world i am the light of the world there is a light that jesus brings that nobody else has brought yes the light that he brings and so that's why we're talking about coming out of obscurity because the truth of the matter is that we have sat in a certain place and in many ways worshiped him in such a way that the saltiness is not tasted and the light is not seen and i'm saying let's come out of that let's come out of that as you have been home these past few weeks what has changed who have you influenced and that's why i started sharing how to come out of obscurity and we went through many things i cannot go through all in detail this week you know that's why they acted some of it that look if you want to come out of obscurity don't expect that the things you are doing will start big expect that they are going to be small things but they're going to be significant things soon you start small many people lose their way because they are expecting something big in a hurry you have just come if you start to build a house you cannot finish it today how many of us would like to live in a house that took two weeks to finish they are building the house two weeks they are finished meanwhile when they pour cement the concrete has to cure 21 days and someone says just two weeks i'm done would you like such a house no so it's true. it starts suicide mission it starts small small like that but the fact that it starts small does not make it any less powerful yeah in fact that's even when it is curing and doing something powerful and i shared with you about how you need to obey god and it's in obeying him you see we can't see tomorrow we don't really know what lies ahead but as we obey him he's leading us on a certain path and that's when we come out of obscurity the example given was abraham i came to that point where i shared with you about believing in god's word and pray you see sometimes we can preach oh, and we can be shouting i believe it i believe it preach on preach on somebody i know Tim's. you say what go there for me <laughs> so you can say all but if when you finish you don't apply believe and apply we'll still be where we are so i'm praying that you really are listening and really making use of the word of god i talked about paying your tithes we're in the month of may some of you maybe you paid january you didn't pay february saying that when march comes you add it together and pay by the time March came, eh, this corona had also arrived. You are there. I mean, I mean, let, let us not joke. Let us not joke with it at all. I don't joke with my tithe. I've preached about this. I don't joke with it at all. And in fact, I have to say, I'm even more serious about it now. Even more serious. Because I have come to see power that natural things cannot help you. It's the supernatural. Amen. Amen please tell your neighbor they can argue let them say they, look unbelievers i don't even know why it's their business 
Uh, they are busy. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me at all. I don't have any discussion on tithe. The only place I talk about it is in church to believers. Yeah. I will never have an argument with somebody who thinks that he can lift up his voice against God. Keep on. I'm also here. <laughs> Soon the jury will be out and we'll see. Yeah. Then I talked about long prayer. Long prayer. And I hope that long hours of prayer. And I hope that you've been taking the time and praying through. Have you noticed that in these days of lockdown, two hours prayer has been, become nothing to us? It has become nothing. Yeah, it has become nothing. Oh, that, this morning, the four to six. Oh, this week we had four to six. We had, look, when you are going and it's like, it's nine. Oh, there's more time. We just settle a little more and just pray. Yeah. Because those long hours of prayer, they are accomplishing something. Hallelujah. I said they are accomplishing something. And I was sharing with you, I believe, was it last week I was talking about the fact that by now you even have noticed some changes. Yeah. Some changes. If nothing at all, you're able to wake up easily. If nothing at all, on time. The body clock has just reset itself. Hmm? yeah and now that people are moving into back into work back to school exam that's when they are even going to benefit in the natural as well yeah then we came to this almighty point last week of valuing small things i really love and believe this point because as believers that's our story so many things they start small so many good things start small you yourself you were a seed somewhere a seed that was invisible couldn't even see you well, look at what you have grown up to be. I, 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 I mean, I hope at home, just turn to your sister and say, look, look at how you've grown up to be. Turn to your brother and say, hey, look, look, look at how you have grown up to be. Come on. Yeah. But you didn't come like that. You didn't come like that. Some of you, when you were young, you were very ugly. <laughs> very, very ugly. Hey. Huh. You were so ugly. Nowadays, when you see your 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 children, your pictures, your childhood pictures, you are like, ah, how is that me? Because honestly, as you look at you now, and you look at you then, you are like, ah. But you see, it was because God starts the thing small, and allows it to be coming, to be coming, to be growing. That's why you are like this now. Hallelujah. So value those little things that God gives to you. You may be singing. Just yesterday, I was so blessed with a recording of a man called Phil Driscoll. His voice is like, I don't know what to call it. He's a world-class trumpeter, but his voice is not exactly it. You know, we don't want to talk about it. But I tell you, he used his trumpeting and the voice that God gave him up till now today phil driscoll is an old man with white hair and i was listening to him behind the piano and singing the holy ghost was about to arrive i said goes, please i'll come back later i've got to get here yeah how serious he used this hope he used the little he had and god took it and magnified it amen, amen. are you there so make sure that you use the little that you have don't despise it at all don't despise it at all then we talked about turning away from people who despise you very 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 important you see somebody can be asking you a question and it's a genuine question and when you answer they are helped but somebody can be asking you the question to mock at you 
And you must know the difference. Many times, the body language and even how they speak, they are not even asking a question, they are telling you something. Yeah. And when it's like that, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Just move on. Just move on. They are looking at something to mock. Yeah. And when you see it, you see, if you stand there to answer, they will even take your strength from you. Yeah. They'll even take your strength from you. So you just move on. So that brings me to the last three or four points for today. But I want to tell you that if you will take these points to heart and really, really act on them, let it enter you and let it, you know, work on it, you'll see that your life, you'll be coming out of obscurity. Let's look at the next one. Key number seven. Roll up your sleeves and do menial jobs. Roll up your sleeves and do menial jobs. Roll up your sleeves and do menial jobs. I need to read it again because I'm talking to a generation that does not believe in menial work. I said, roll up your sleeves and do menial jobs. So many people, <laughs> they don't know, they believe they start at the top. The only job you start at the top is grave digging. Every other job, we usually start down. Roll up your sleeves. I keep on hearing it said, there are no jobs. There are no jobs. Listen, jobs, and sometimes it gets to a place you have to invent your job. But because people don't want to do menial jobs, yeah, menial jobs, or they don't know want to do what they think are menial jobs. Many people who you see today and you think that they are comfortable, I'm not speaking about thieves and robbers. I'm talking about people who arrived where they have reached honorably. Most, in fact, if not all, they began by doing something menial. You know, the next time you meet a pastor who is a man of God at a certain level, if he's a man, ask him if he was ever an usher. You'll be surprised to hear that he was a scrubber of the floors. You'll be surprised that he was the one who carried equipment. You'll be surprised that he was the one who was the errand boy you'll be surprised so today as you see him you know i i read and people are insulting and saying they are big men they feel they are this they are that they are that and i just smile to myself i say if your ignorance is that god these days he doesn't strike people dead because you don't know where that person started and you don't know that it is somebody who started down there that god has lifted you have met him in his days that god has lifted you have just arrived you were not there when he was cleaning floors you weren't there he were not there you were not there when he was she was wiping somebody's children's bottom you were not there yeah nowadays this generation you don't want to do anything if you somebody come and say i don't have housework when you tell them listen this person is looking for a housekeeper oh no that's not the job i want that's why many are penniless but you don't know that somebody who you see sitting in their ac car going 20 years ago they were somebody's housemaid yeah doing menial jobs menial jobs oh yeah you are very quiet all of a sudden first Samuel chapter 6 it's true when we even tell you the story you don't believe it I was a cleaner of my pastor's house yeah once a week I would go there and I'll clean the house from top to bottom bedrooms bathrooms toilets everything I'll clean all for what nothing what did they pay you? Nothing. I did it from my heart. That was the service my pastor needed. And I did it. 
But if I tell you today, you say that, oh, <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Your mouth. Yeah. You are very quiet suddenly. Yeah. I used to feed goats for money. That was my job. Yeah. I feed goats. Uh-huh. But you want to start at the top. No wonder you still have nothing. You still have nothing. Some of you, as you have come to school, there are menial jobs you could have done to just help your parents a little. Just get a little bit of extra something in your pocket. You say, hey, you won't do. If somebody even asks you, somebody asks you, look, go and start washing. For some, yeah, it's beneath you. It's beneath you. You see, now that I'm diarying your number, you see that you have made your face quarter to one. So let me take you to the Bible so you know that what I'm saying is in the Bible. We know David as a king. We know him as somebody who seems to have lived, lived a charmed life. It was not like that. First Samuel. First Samuel chapter 16. The Bible says in verse 21, David came to Saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. Please give me verse 22. No, the end of that um, chapter. Let me see. Did I put the scripture there? Ah, take me to the end of that scripture the end of that okay and it came to pass when the evil spirit from god was upon saul that david took a harp and played with his hand so saul was refreshed and was well and the evil spirit departed from him there was nothing glorious about this you have come when the king's madness comes you come and stand by the wall you hold your harp and you play and then you go that's all nobody knew you just saw and his people who were there that was his beginning even when he started he was a major warrior but when he began he didn't start as a warrior he started as an armor bearer it means that as the king is going to fight you are just carrying his shield that's all that's all you're just carrying his shield in today's lingo in the church you say he was the carrier of the chiefs of the pastor's bible that's all nothing no post nothing nowadays even when they are carrying the pastor's bible they think they are something Stephen Warhol, you are just a carrier of a bible <laughs> you know you start to what you see that you see the man of god going you see the person carrying the bible you also feels like so my friend don't bring yourself at all you are just carrying a bible i don't even know why they've given it to you collect your bible pastor carry it yourself <laughs> amen but you see i need to share this with you because it's so 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 important that in the beginning you must be ready to do many things but i want to go into the new testament so that you will see that it was not an old testament feature only even in the new testament we meet the apostles these are people who we really respect peter andrew john james we respect them we see them as the people to whom jesus entrusted the gospel and they really spread the gospel around but who were they in the days of jesus let's go and see the jobs they were doing john chapter 6 jesus said make the men sit down now there was much grass in the place so the men sat down in number about five thousand this is the story of the feeding of the five thousand who were the ashes when it was time to feed the five thousand the men of god that we know the apostles the peter who we know the one who preached the first sermon after the holy ghost had come upon him and he won three thousand souls in one day he was here as an usher uh, sit down yeah, I said, sit down mommy sit down 
sit here there are 10 of you i said go join this group sit down hey pass here no 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 you cannot be walking around sit down they said you should sit ashes what next verse 11 and jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks he distributed to his disciples and the and the disciples to them that were sitting down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would after asking them to sit down jesus now employed them to be the waiters in the place come for the food who is a waiter is it not the person who takes the food from the kitchen to the table when you go to a restaurant bring me water thank you uh, my fish is too small <laughs> it's not enough please i want another fish is there some more bread i want another bread peter andrew john james bartholomew <laughs> philip are you there by the way judas iscariot was still there <laughs> he was also there <laughs> what am i saying so we see them doing the work of ashes we see them doing the work of waiters the matter is about to it is about to spoil let's go to verse 12 and 13. when they were filled he said unto his disciples gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten after we have been ashes and made the people sit down waiters and brought them food we must now be the cleaners to walk around picking 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 zoom a lion the baller men that was their work pick it gather it pick it gather it pick it gather it apostle paul no paul was not there apostle peter apostle john james andrew yeah menial jobs menial jobs we are not done yet let's go to matthew 21 verse 1 and 2 when they drew nigh unto jerusalem and were come to bethphage unto the mount of olives then sent jesus two disciples he sent who two disciples saying unto them go into the village over against you and straight away you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her lose them and bring them to me they have become Aryan boys go to the market buy me some goat and bring errand boys go and come go and come but some of you cannot be sent when they send you then your things come it's a demon it's a demon you better get rid of it right now you better get rid of it because if you cannot be sent that's the beginning you cannot do you can't do the end yeah you can't do the end you can't do the end john chapter 4 verse 6 to 8 now jacob's well was there jesus therefore being wearied with his journey sat thus on the well well and it was about the sixth hour then cometh a woman of samaria to draw water jesus said unto her give me to drink for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat i have to tell you that i have only one problem with this scripture why on earth would anybody send 12 men to buy meat i mean ladies we're doing good we go to the meat to the market on our own and we buy the meat ourselves and i don't know what these men were doing <laughs> whatever they were doing 12 of them 
went to buy meat. Hey, some of you, if your mother makes a mistake to say need to go and buy meat, you say, What's my sister doing? I need you to understand that. I need you to understand that. Jesus sent the men. Say, go and buy meat. And it was not no spiritual meat. Don't you start spiritualizing what is not a spiritual point. It was meat. Meat that we are coming to cook. Yeah. I need you to understand it well. They have to go and stand there and say, cut here. Yes, yeah, this is the part we like. Uh-huh, here, here. Wait. Uh-huh. Here is the money. Uh-huh. I'm sure Judas had the money back. Then when it's time to pay, then Judas will say, you say how much? It's too much. Bring it down. Uncle Judas. Yeah. What's the point I'm making? The point I am making is that these men who we know as spiritual people, unless you have not read the Bible, Peter wrote first Peter, second Peter. John wrote the book of John. Matthew wrote the book of Matthew. Mark wrote the book of Mark. Luke wrote the book of Luke. They were all disciples of Jesus. People who were deeply spiritual men as we know them. But I want you to see that uh, there was a time in their lives when they were grown, not that they were children, and they did menial jobs. And when menial jobs come your way, you are crying instead. Get up your loins and shut up and get to work. Oh, lazy generation of children. Hey. Many places where we say there are no jobs, there is rather no humility. That's what is there. No humility. Yeah, no, it's true. There are many people who have need of certain kinds of services that other people can do. But it's just that you feel that, hey, I mean, I've got a degree. Listen, a degree is paper. If you joke, you eat paper. Yeah. But sometimes as you start, I remember seeing a young man selling banku and okra on the roadside. You know, that guy, I don't know where he is today. Where he, but I will not be surprised if he's on his way up. I will not be surprised. Yeah. Many of those you see who start with menial jobs selling dog chains, you should ask yourselves where they are in two years, three years. Many times, if you track down to see, they are no longer selling dog chains. They have moved ahead a step or two. Yeah. I know a very wealthy man in a certain city where I lived. Very, very wealthy. He started as a, a what? Selling on the floor. Yeah. Today, he's the owner of mega modern hotels. Nobody's money that he has stolen. He was destined for great things. But he didn't mind starting right down there. I know a lady, she's old, she was old and she passed away. But she was a major dawn in the market. Her first selling place was the market in the village where we were living. In those days, that village, it didn't have a table. When you are doing market, you spread rubber on the floor and you sit by your foes. And that's what she Yes. When she graduated, she graduated from carrying the thing on her head to the market to putting it on a truck. It was graduation. But God blessed her. Her menial work. Some of you, when they send you now to the market, you don't even want to put the thing on your head. Say, oh, my hair, my hair. Oh, my hair. I don't know who I'm talking to, but well, yeah. The menial jobs. Some of you, when you come back from places and you get home, your parents can't get you to do anything. Uh, uh, let me just move on to point number eight yeah. yeah if the word is for you may you take it yeah may you. no because many people the doors open for them because they were doing a menial job of service and somebody saw 
and opened another door but you don't know that and until you do the menial job you will never know wow let's carry on to key number eight today i'm determined to finish my series the key of sowing seeds and ministering to other people the key of sowing seeds and ministering to other people Eh, Masa. <laughs> now, you see, I use the same description of David serving in Saul's house as a point that he was doing a menial job. But he was also sowing a seed. He was also ministering to somebody. When he came to the place, as he ministered, he realized that peace came on the person. And one of the ways in which the Lord begins to bring you out of obscurity is when you also begin to minister to other people. Are you there? To minister means to help another person. To assist another person. Amen. Many people want to climb to the top and be great. But you see, the door that often opens is the door of service. Ministering to somebody. Sometimes you look and you can see that people are under a lot of stress. And when you place yourself in a place to help, because you can. That's the only reason why you are helping. You can. Not knowing that that is a door that is going to take you to something greater. Hallelujah. Are you with me today? And you know we belong to a time nowadays it's like people are so selfish and can only think of themselves but you can see that it doesn't bring any good fruit yeah you're not blessed by looking after others i have been so blessed by just helping another person not because of what i will get i'm helping because i can that's all i'm helping because i can and i realize that my life has been so enriched by the same people and sometimes if not by those people by other people you see by others ministering to other people helping another person amen. amen when you are in somebody's church instead of trying to when i say in somebody's church like you are a church member you have a pastor instead of trying to project yourself see yourself as coming there to help that person you're coming to help what happens nowadays is that we have so many minstrels instrumentalists people in the church who are trying to project themselves so you were called to come and lead the prayer in the church and instead of you to be thinking how can i lead this prayer so that it really plows the ground and makes the ground wet and soft for the man of god you are rather thinking let me lead in such a way that they'll believe me <laughs> they'll believe me i'm a man of god and you even wander into error god has not sent you and you start to prophesy and the reason is because your mind is not you see instead of you thinking that let me so plow so that when the man or when the word is coming it's just flowing you are rather thinking of something else you are a minstrel god gifted you instead of you thinking that as i come let me so wet the ground that the holy spirit could just starts to rather no you want to be seen that Charlie? i am called that's why your runs are not working yourself a little bit and your mind was rather on lord let the spirit work let it work so that the word that you have through my pastor will come to pass so that those who need to be born again will be born again so that the atmosphere will be as it is that demons will run away help me to, instead of that 
let me sing so they'll know that i'm a singer maybe somebody will hear me singing and get a i will get a contract that's why you are still where you are <laughs> that's why you are where you are and that's why sometimes you notice that the pastors will even pick somebody whose voice is not as good as yours but who has that mind let me give a service do a service let me so play that piano that the holy ghost just moves around yeah yeah minister to somebody minister to somebody let it be that you're saying that when i am there they cannot struggle uh-huh. I will do it. I will make it work so that there's no hassle here. But instead, we are looking to be great. The greatness too, we are not seeing it. Hey! Yeah. You are looking after the Sunday school. You are looking after the children. You are in the safe church. If your mind is not, let me teach this child to grow up to be something. And let me handle the child so that for those three hours, two hours that the mother is in church, she's free she'll bless you every day but instead you'll be beating the children there every 30 minutes they'll be running and coming <laughs> are you i mean come on come on but if that parent that parent would suddenly realize that ah, look at my when i send my children there my mind is clear for two hours i don't have to think about what's happening to them for two hours i don't have to worry about them that's a great lady let me get involved in hell let me ask her a question where do you work what do you do and you're on your way but instead you were trying to project yourself hey <laughs> are you there or you have traveled it's real it's really real hallelujah are you beginning to understand it the bible says that david took a harp and played with his hand so saul was refreshed yeah so saul was refreshed the bible says that that you know Saul he had his way so but he really loved david before the women came and started praising david and bringing trouble inside the matter he really loved the guy how will you not love somebody whose presence brings you peace how will you not love such a person but instead as you are then the person has trusted you you are now going out with the person's life story you are now going to go and gossip and say this big man do you know what happened the last time they look he and the wife they were fighting you have troubled your life you have troubled your life yeah you were sent there to minister to the person it was an opportunity for you but you didn't see and that's why you went and did your lapo and you see that right now the way it is you know you've lost the good place that was yours no it's true it's real wow push your neighbor and say are you understanding something yeah everybody likes somebody who brings them peace yeah there are people when i need peace i want them around there are some people even I, I don't want them around even when there's no problem mm. Mm. and usually they are very proud people you disturb the atmosphere you will be surprised that even the dogs in the house will react when you come oh it's very amazing oh some people will come that dog will just be cool it's just be cool another person similar same background come you see they are feeling something human beings we don't feel those things that they, they feel something and say there's something but it's not good it's not good yeah 
I remember one time a certain stranger came to our house. Hey! It was war to control the animal. We were shocked. But another stranger came there and there was no reaction. And the other stranger who came there, he was a stranger, but a very calm person. Very cool guy. Very, very whatever. Are you there? The animal didn't react at all. It's like, yeah, even the dogs know you. <laughs> hey! Mercy! Mercy! Key number nine. We're almost ending. The key of walking in the light and having fellowship with others. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. First John chapter 1 and verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. It's the first portion I like. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship. One of the first signs of your backsliding is the dislike of fellowship. When you start to find reasons not to go to church. Yeah. Have you not noticed when you fall into sin? No, you don't want to go near church. Yeah, force and go. Force and go. Ask for God when you repent, He forgives you. Are you saying? But that thing that is attacked is your fellowship. And the Bible says that one of the signs that you are walking in the light, as Jesus is the light, if you remember, one of the signs that you are walking with Him is the fellowship that you have with the believers we have fellowship one with another and so i want to share with you this point that the key of walking in the light and having fellowship with others is a very crucial key to coming out of obscurity walk in the light many believers go to church and they want to be at the back unknown by anybody so you are not known so you can just slip in and slip out and do your own thing you are walking in the dark you are walking in the dark and many times it's because there are things in your life that you don't want anybody to know but i came to tell you today that any secret you have with the devil eh, he will use it to beat you every day every day you don't want anybody to come too close because you have things there that are under that you don't want anyone to see you are like somebody who has got bola under their bed so you know that if i open the door and somebody comes in and the person sits down after a while the person will be like hmm oh smelling and there's boiler under your bed there's a hidden something under your bed why not rather remove it or even call a friend and say come and help me to get rid of this boiler you know sometimes when a mouse dies in your house you don't know <laughs> often you don't even know that there's a mouse until it's dead and it starts to smell and then you will tell somebody close that door close it, close it. nobody should come they should just stay outside on the veranda let me talk it would have been far easier to tell say, come and help me let's undo this place and find that creature and get rid of it the most painful is when it's in your ceiling <laughs> but let's get in there and get it out then there's nothing to be ashamed of there are some of us parts of our lives are hidden some of us your life is double you have the face that we see in church but the other part of you we don't know you you are walking in a dangerous place and that's why satan is using it to beat you because there are so many secrets that you have i'm reminded of a dear friend of mine you see you must know how to walk in the light when this man was a young man he was also a young man who was there do you understand why i say he was there he was there he was there 
So he had a child with somebody. And that child was growing up with his mom. Then he became a believer. When he began, when he became a believer. You see, some people, when their lives change, they are now going to hide that past that they had. And therefore, they will hide the child because the child was part of that past. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you will just take it and you hide it. But this man, by the grace of God, had wisdom. And so when he became a Christian, he told his pastor, Sir, I have done things in my life. It's not everything I'm proud of. But I have a son whose mother I didn't marry. And the pastor said, Well, ask for the Lord. He forgives you. Years passed. And this man met a girl he wanted to marry. And when he met her, you see, some people, they have even five children. They won't say anything to the girl. But this man was serious with the girl. And so even before he proposed, they listen, I need you to know this about me. I have a child. In my wild days, I had a child. And so the time came when they wanted to marry. And they went to see the pastor. And so the pastor asked him, did you tell her? And the man said, I told her. She has agreed to marry me even though I already have a child. They moved to stay in a certain place. And when they moved there, you see the young man had been working there alone. So the people knew he was an unmarried man and knew that he was bringing his wife. But as he brought his wife, not long after, he brought his son. And he told them, I had a son before I married. So it was common knowledge. Nobody disrespected him for it. One day, he was now a respected man in the city and the mother of that child decided that i'm in a bit of need if i go and find this man i hear he has become a big man in this place i can blackmail him to sort me out and so without any announcement the lady arrived with a relative with her gagrang we have come as they arrived the man was not around they were hosted there and after a while the neighbor asked but why are you here and we have come we have come to see this man because i'm the mother of so so and so did you know he had a child and the neighbor who was a very good friend of mine said oh yes i knew the woman cockroached her things plus her relative and they left <laughs> yeah they had arrived there thinking that they were coming to remove some bottom box thinking that since the man is now a major person since the man is now a spiritual but let us bring some baller but I want to tell you something the baller that is in your life when you bring it out into the light of God the power of God works on it and it's not a baller before you are aware not knowing that that's your jewel not knowing that that's your future not knowing that that's something good that God had for you only that it was covered at the time she couldn't do tell anybody she couldn't do Shelly 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 and some of you the reason why you are struggling you are running you are fighting is because you are hiding something today i want you to decide that look i walk in the light i walk in the light. i'm your pastor i've told you i have a past 
I told you how my past was like. <laughs> if you come from somewhere and say, hey, this is your pastor, do you know how she was? She said, you haven't said anything. You have not said anything. My church will say, I know. We know already. I'm told I used to have a very bad temper that I chased my last born when he was three years old. With, somebody's even doing the demonstration. With his father's belt, three years old, my temper has come. Hey, but the Lord has delivered me. Please, I am not saying that you should now go to the center of town and start to broadcast. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that those who must know must know. That's what I'm saying. Those who must know must know. Don't hide it any longer because you are walking in the light. When the light comes, the darkness must go. Who are you? Some of you are ghosts in the church. There are people in the church. I don't know them. If they ask me, I'll say, I don't know you. There are also people in the church. If the police catch them today, I will go and present myself. I am his pastor. What did you say he has done? Yeah. Because I know you. I know you're in some. <laughs> yeah. I know you're Mata. Yeah. I'll get up and go. I'll go and look for somebody to sort you out. Help you out. There are others. It's like, eh. Oh, is that so? Oh, okay. Ah. Mm. No. Tell your neighbor, a good person must know your story. Somebody must know who you are. Who are you? Where are you from? As we are working with you, are you really who you say you are? There are some of you where you live, nobody knows. Don't be ashamed of it. Somebody should know. Or you don't understand what I'm trying to say somebody should know yeah sometimes you go to a friend's house and the place is like a palace so when you come to your normal two by four you feel that hey who can bring you here you don't know that everybody came out of some hole or other it's not every hole that's nice ask your neighbor please what kind of house are you from it's not a shame your house is in the village carry your friend there tell her this is the place i'm from this is where i come from this is where i came from it's not a disgrace yeah. I said it's not a disgrace that's where you are from and you know something the poorer the place, the wilder the place the more of a miracle you are yeah. the wilder the place, the more of a miracle you are that you were able to be in such a place and maintain your sanity and come out of it and you are going to help to even pull them out of it you are even more of a miracle you're not something that one should be shy of. Oh, you see, if you come to my house, only water that they can drink. And so, that's what you have. That's what you have. You know, a glass of water given with a smile and a winning heart is better than malt. It's better than champagne given in the rich man's house with some disdain. Yeah, no, it's true. If you didn't know it, learn it. Learn it. Let the light shine. On who you are who you are this is who you are hallelujah and the last point key number 10 sacrifice you know I spent almost a month talking to you about sacrifice so I'm not going to go back in there because I showed you how sacrifice brought Abraham out of obscurity brought so many others out of obscurity so I leave you with the scripture John chapter 12 and verse 24 verily verily I say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth 
much fruit may we not be an obscure church may we not be an obscure group of people whatever you are doing seek to do it with all your heart it doesn't matter how it looks if it is to sweep the ground decide that when you have swept the ground everybody will know that you swept it because you'd have done it so well to say that go and bring me that person may we step out of mediocrity out of obscurity and may we be the salt and the light where god has placed us stand to your feet hallelujah you want to bow down your head and pray just bow down your head and pray i want you to talk to god for yourself thank him for all the things he has given to you the gifts you thought were small and unnecessary they are such a door to something big thank him for it maybe there's only one thing you do well in the world thank him for that one thing it may look small to you but that's it that's the blessing that's the light that's the place that he plans to bless you from use it he's bringing you out of obscurity you will make a mark on this earth because for him and because of him some of you need to correct your attitude you need to pray and say lord forgive me for the bad attitude that i've had god has gifted you but your attitude is very poor a bad attitude is like a flat tire everything that car can be working but it cannot go because of the attitude an attitude of pride an attitude of sauciness an attitude of of laziness different negative attitudes today ask the lord to wash it off you and tell him that it doesn't matter how small the thing he has given you you're going to make use of it you're going to do that menial job it was an idea he gave you but you thought it was too low not knowing that was your way out just talk to the lord for a few minutes talk to the lord talk to the lord lord may we not be obscure help us to be the salt and the light may we not be useless and be thrown away as your word says that salt that does not salt the place that it is is only fit to be thrown away and trodden on may that not be our story lord but rather may we have an influence where we are because of us may others be blessed because of us may the taste of other lives be sweet because of us may things that would have gone bad be preserved because of us may there be light in darkened places may people find their way to you because of us may people find their way in life because of us may we be the light that you have called us to be thank you for calling us out of obscurity help us to do your word help us to do your work we thank you in the mighty name of jesus and all the saints shall say amen and amen as every head is bowed and every eye is closed as you have listened to this series you can only begin to think of coming out of obscurity because you're salt and light and that is because you're a follower of jesus christ so if you've not given your life to jesus that is the beginning and i want to invite you to do so you may have been going to church all the time every time i'm not talking about that i'm talking about you having given your life to jesus jesus says i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me
he is the one who said to, told us in john chapter 3 that except a man be born again he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven he told us again that that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit and this afternoon i'm inviting you to give your life to jesus let your spirit be born again and if that is your wish bow down your head with me you want to confess jesus as romans 10 9 and 10 tells us to do in order to be born again bow down your head and pray this prayer with me you want to say lord jesus i come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of jesus cleanse me from my sin please write my name in the book of life lord jesus from today you are my savior and you are my lord i thank you for saving me in jesus name amen god bless you if you prayed that prayer i would really love to hear from you i want you to send a whatsapp or call the number on your screen 024 024-55-44532 and we will send you a book that will tell you everything that you need to know about this new faith that you have. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIEDRC. God richly bless you. Oh,